I'm Sue Berman and this is Real Gold. Today I'm with music librarian Marilyn Portman. Kia ora Marilyn, thanks for making the time today. Kia ora Sue, it's lovely to be here. And what a beautiful case, it's just both drawing me in from its illustrations but also there's just a real depth of information. So what can you tell us about... Um, this collection? Well, this collection was given to Auckland Libraries by Mr John Bellingham in 1990. And uh, the sheet music part of it is part of a much larger collection that covers the performing arts. So theatre, music, it's got programmes, photographs, scrapbooks. uh, It's a fabulous collection. But for me, the sheet music collection of illustrated Victorian ballads uh, really stands out because the covers are just so beautiful and so it's great to have an opportunity to actually display some you're just a small selection of it's really nice to to have that sort of specialist or you know a treasure within the treasure isn't it that's right and that's what really this this is that's Um, right Yes. So what do we know about um, illustrated sheet music of the 19th and early 20th century? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it gives us a little glimpse into um, society, really. Mm. From the technical point of view, where you look at the lithographs, so the lithography and the typography of um, of, of the covers, to um, how sheet music was a method of mass communication, so they were communicating morals, um, right behaviour, um, family values, all, all of these type, types of things. Um, and you can also see the rise of feminism, or um, so it was at the time of um, women's suffrage. And at that time, they started to let women be trained in music so they were able to go to the academies and learn the skills of, of com- composing and they then they certainly do yeah. feature on a lot of these covers yes <laughs> yes yeah so we've got one here particularly um featuring miss jenny hill as sung by miss jenny hill and so what you see here is the rise of the performer um and it was a selling point of the of the music so um, on the cover you can see the name of the composer is in much smaller type than the name of the performer. Mm. So it does give quite a glimpse into how society was changing and, mm. um, and all of that. And I guess also reflecting some changes in, in the styles of, of music and the kind yes. of... Um, Tell me yes. a bit more about yes. that. So we've got one here called Le Contre-Tom by Haydn Mellor and uh, it's a really delightful illustration where there's a um, lady in her beautiful uh, ball gown and a man behind her who's stepped on her train um, and w- with these alarmed expressions on their faces. Uh, so um, it's a polka. So you'll see lots of these... Uh, uh, pieces were for social gatherings, polkas and um, quadrilles and um, waltzes and mm. all of that sort of thing. And then um, at the other extreme, we've got here <coughs> Gilbert and Sullivan, 
um, and an arrangement of um, of the Mikado here. So. Um, and and these yeah. are these mainly arranged the scores for being played in the in the home. That's that's right. A, right. Yes. So you see the rise of the piano as being quite quite central to to the home and uh, with the um, development of the technology of the publishing that meant that music could be published a lot cheaper and was more accessible to a broader section of society. And uh, so, for example, the Gilbert and Sullivan, there were all of these arrangements uh, so that they could be played in the home and people could hear and sing along to these favourite songs. Mm. And then um, also moving on from that, we've got the Zigfield Follies. So the rise of Broadway and um, that kind of thing. So it kind of illustrates the, the, the broad range of the collection right from early 1800s. Um, and it actually goes right through to the 1960s with Beatles. Wow. Um, so it's quite a huge, Incredible. Um, broad range. Of co yes. uh, amazing collection, and yes. and I'm really, um, you know, noticing these three that you've blown up and put on the wall, yes. uh, the the role of colour and the, and yes. like you say the uh, importance of print and the shift. Um, into, yes, yeah. yes. So some of them were, um, of course, were black and white, and a lot of those were sacred songs. They didn't feel it was appropriate to have colour for sacred songs. And then um, as technology sort of came on board, um, they introduced the colour and you've got the American lithographer E.T. Paul who was the first one to, to introduce a method with five different colours and his ones are very vibrant. Um, I think I've featured one of those in the blog um, that is up on the website at the moment. And would people still be playing these, using these scores, do you think, in any context? Uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> um, we had hoped, you know, one day maybe we might be able to have a concert here as part of our Thursday Heritage Concerts. Um, that would be that would be really wonderful to be, be able to do that. Great, yeah, it? it would if be great. If we could bring these pieces yeah. of music. Yeah. Um, to life. To life, yes. And this, the, mu the musical fireside, I like, oh, I like this yes. one. It's quite elaborate, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And it illustrates many different sort of settings of the family. Yes. Um, and it's got this kind of, at Holly, it's, it's festive in its own mm, way, isn't it? Mm. That, that's kind of what drew me to it, um, was that. And um, so it, it sort of illustrates these vignettes uh, of the home, like the gift of. Um, that has a simple charm. Uh, it's called a household narrative. And then it ends up um, at the bottom with this banquet with the family gathered around the table having a jolly old time. Um, so, so these are mm. sort of, you know, heading into being 100-year-old pieces of, of That's right. music, aren't they? That's what, what's right. happening for them in terms of preservation? How do you? How are we storing these um, items? Well, they're in archival boxes um, with uh, a box listing, so we know what's in each box, and with archival, archival paper in between, so that they're, they're stored flat. Yes. Brilliant. Mm. <laughs> That's good to know. So yeah. they'll still be here in a, another hundred years. They will. Years. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. It'll be very interesting yeah. to, um, to see whether or not they can be 
how they'll be read, you know, in another right. hundred years' time. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm. I really think it's one of the jewels of our collection, um, of, of um, Mr Bellingham's collection, and um, this is just a really small sample. It was so hard to choose, but yes, I think it, it, uh, it really does illustrate the breadth and depth mm. of, um, of what he's what he's collected. Mm, yes. The gift of that. And so yes. we invite people to come into Level 2, Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, to have a look at these that are on display currently, but also people are always welcome to come and ask yes, to have a look absolutely. through the collection if, if they would like. And we really look forward to um, seeing more of the of his collection yes. um, out and about and of course I can send people who are listening to this podcast to uh, the blog that you've written yes. as well for yes. more detail yes. the link is at the end of this podcast yes. thanks so much Marilyn thank you